0: Hi, this is Erica. Thanks for joining me today for another season of Leadership on the Ground. In this season, we're gonna be talking about the context of leadership, which is all about answering the question of why. If we give both a framework and a grounding around the why of our visions, our actions, and our plans, we create the transparency, safe space, and alignment around how we can now move forward together as teams and organizations. (laughs) Simple to say, right? It's more challenging to pull off because it requires your mindset, your skill set, and your tool set to apply. Getting it right and getting it wrong has consequences. And in this season, we'll explore all of that. Let's get to it.
1: You are listening to Leadership on the Ground, season six, the context of leadership, Throughout the first five seasons, we've discussed the basic fundamentals of leadership, including leading in real time and the rhythm, tensions, and realities of leadership in the 21st century. Now in this season, we get into the critical area of the context of leadership, which is all about leaders framing and answering the question of why. This perspective and clarity is what is needed for individuals, teams, and organizations to move forward with confidence and alignment. And now, here are your hosts, Erica Pietler and Todd Schnick. All right, good morning and welcome back to episode two. The Context of Leadership. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Pietler. Erica, good to see you again. So why context matters? So I guess how I'm going to start this off with you is what happens without context?
0: Ah, oh, it's a great one. So great way to start this off. Context matters so much. Without it, the biggest thing is you have no commitment you have no ownership. And without commitment and ownership, you start off way behind the eight ball because what we're all looking for in our organizations is we're looking for accountability. So if I can't get people to have some ownership and commitment up front and I didn't set the context and they don't understand why they should be committed or what they need to be owning, I'm in big trouble.
1: But action is a result of this too, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Action is the output of being able to successfully create that context. If I give you why, I should come away with inspired action from you. That's what I'm looking from you, and that's that's what I'm looking to do as a leader. I want to have inspired action because I've given you a compelling why. I've made it exciting. I've made it relevant. And I've made it meaningful specifically for you to get energized behind it.
1: But. There can be a negative action too, right? You may be doing all this work and implementing tactics and strategies, but if they're out of context, it's sending you down the wrong road, right?
0: Yeah. So, you know, and we talked about that in the intro. You know, it's not just about getting action, but I like to say it's also about getting traction, Mm. right? And, you know, it's a subtle, it's a subtle but significant difference because, you know, if we are able to create that outline, we talked about that jigsaw puzzle in the introduction. If we're able to create that structure for people and they are able to have some freedom within that structure, they not only can get action, they can get traction. And that traction is a precursor to having some momentum, you know, being able to pick up that speed that we talked about in the first introduction, how important that is. If we don't have traction and we don't have momentum, what organizations get is a series of starts, false starts, start again, stop, go over. And that why didn't really land. And that's how you know, because people are moving in all sorts of different directions and they're not really aligned with each other. They may have their heads in the game, but they probably don't have their heart in the game. And they certainly don't have the focus that they need.
1: We talked a bit last week about meaning and how so many organizations, so many divisions, teams Groups don't have, there's not a purpose. There's not a why are we really here? What are we really trying to accomplish? Uh, it's, and it's, as you said the, the, in, in the pre intro here, it's easy to say all this stuff. And of course, you have to have meaning, but talk more about that.
0: Yeah. So the meaning, the meaning and the why, it's, Give me the big picture context and perspective on why this matters. And, you know, I always think it's funny because the series that we have created here together is leadership on the ground. And then we kind of come in every once in a while with these big picture concepts. So, you know, early in season one, we talked about the concept of altitude in this season with context. That's another one of these in the sky, big picture kind of concepts. And meaning happens when we give people a bigger reason for being excited, right? It's not just about, hey, I'm an analyst and my job is these numbers. It's like, wait a second, you know, we're creating an understanding of how the finances or the numbers make sense in this state of the marketplace and what we can do to create competitive advantage with it. So, you know, we give them a bigger meaning about why their work matters. And what's really exciting about that is when you get that energetic link to something bigger than themselves and they start to believe that they're creating an impact in the outside world, not just in the inside world, that link goes back to that ownership and it goes back to that commitment and it goes back to that accountability.
1: And then every member of that organization feels like they're part of something, right? And they're motivated. Even a, even a custodial staff can, can feel like they're contributing to this bigger cause.
0: Anyone and everyone. And I think, you know, what's really important is not just that we give people meaning and why, but, you know, there are important things that people get when we create context. There are certain takeaways that the employees, our direct reports, the people who are on our teams get from context. One is we reveal transparency to them. And with transparency, you get confidence, you know, you kind of feel like, hey, I'm in the know, you know, it's like, I understand what we're doing here. It's like, What are they doing over there in management or what are they doing over there in leadership? So, you know, when we give the context of why we're thinking what we're thinking or why we believe we can achieve certain things, we create that transparency. And then we start to build trust with people. People start to feel like, hey, my management kind of knows what's going on, like, and here's why they're doing certain things. So I feel good about them and I feel good about me and I feel good about this space that I'm in. So I start to feel inspired and I start to feel really energized about what we're doing. These guys are inviting me under the tent, so to speak, you know, and into the context of what we're trying to do.
1: And even when you have a bad day or you fall into the dip, there's a vision long term that helps you pull through, right?
0: Exactly. And and that's going to happen. You know, it's a great point. Context can be thought of as that North Star, that beacon of light, you know, something bigger than ourselves that we're heading towards. And it's not a straight line path. It's what we call, you know, kind of circulinear. It goes in dips and circles. And yeah, there's good days and bad days, but we're always moving forward and we're moving toward that context. And that's why it's so important as the narrator of the story we talked about. It's so important that we're consistently telling that story over and over and over again so that people have that consistent connection to the context.
1: There's always always this discussion about fear of failure, and I feel like in in a lot of organizations it's it's punitive when people are afraid to fail, so they are not aggressive, they're not innovative, they're not as creative as they would like to be. I feel like if you're in context, then you see failure as an attempt, an unintended consequence, if you will. Whereas if you're out of context, well then failure is is really a failure.
0: Yeah, that's, it's a great point. It goes back to that safe space piece. You know, it's okay to fail. In fact, fail, fail quickly, fail off and learn from it and get back up and do it again. You know, failure is a precursor to ultimate success. So I like to think of failures as learning opportunities. And if you're failing within the context of what we're trying to do, then you're helping us to really create the next phase of what we're trying to accomplish here. So I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, that goes back to, look, as leaders, we're always trying to grow, grow the business, grow our people, you know, grow in the marketplace. And people won't be able to grow unless they take risks and they make changes. So we have to create that safe space and we have to invite the failure occasionally so that we can learn from it and move forward.
1: Last week, you mentioned the links. Mm -hmm. Expand on what you mean by that, please.
0: Yeah. So the links go back to this really powerful concept of the difference between working on the business and working in the business. And context is all about working on the business. But when leaders work on the business, they link then people working in the business, right? So our context creates working on the business priorities, and then people feel that ownership and accountability to work in the business. So the organization, the teams, and individuals are all linked and in alignment, first starting with the context, right down to whatever it is my job is on a daily basis. The other link, though, that's important is horizontal links. And all work is done collaboratively, so we need to make sure that people understand the context between departments and that goals are the forefront of what we're working on, and people are linking together their work to the bigger picture of the
1: organization. Is there another way to think about that, like, cross-divisional rivalries, right? They have these different divisions in a company that oftentimes are combative. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about here? If you're in context, then you begin to see how, yeah, you have different skill sets and different functions, but it's all part of a bigger picture.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. So what I see a lot of as a coach and and as an organizational uh, facilitator of leadership journeys is the organizations, you know, you're saying out of context, I would say they don't have alignment. They don't have alignment together. And yeah, they have fiefdoms and they have, uh, you know, cross-functional rivalries. And I walk in and I, you know, I I laugh. I don't mean to laugh, but it's kind of like, wait a second, guys, like we're on the same team. You know, the competition is outside of here. Like if we view anybody internally as competitive to us, then we're not really seeing what's happening here right we have to have like this weology mindset and not be selfish and sometimes when departments or organizations get selfish and they start to focus on what are in their interests as opposed to what's in the organizational's in- or organization's interests we've lost the context of why we were in this game and why we're in this business and that's a leadership issue leaders can't allow that to happen. And sometimes leaders don't intercede and don't intervene when they see that happening. And that's a problem because if you ignore a lack of alignment or what you would call being out of context within the ranks of your organization, that's a leadership issue.
1: It's not hard to get out of alignment there, right? And so that's part of the continuing theme on this on this entire volume is is this is a constant monitoring and you can have to be ever vigilant on these things, right?
0: Always. And what I like to say is, you know, this concept of being a change-ready leader, which is something that we've talked about in the past, what I try to help organizations build within their ranks are change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are leaders who understand the importance of facilitating alignment and facilitating progress. So they would be the context communicators, as we would like to maybe refer to them. They're the people who really not only get the context, but they understand the freedom within the structure, they understand the edges of that jigsaw puzzle, and they're trying to move piece to piece to piece to fill in those gaps and get people to consistently move forward. This season is made possible by Leadership Rigor, the leadership development framework founded and facilitated by Erica Piegler. Erica Pietler teaches breakthrough performance and productivity
1: strategies for how to lead yourself, lead teams, and lead at the organizational level. Everything you think you know about leadership will be
0: turned upside down. Leadership rigor can be experienced through reading the international best-selling book, engaging in one-on-one coaching, or creating a customized team or organizational leadership journey. To achieve breakthrough performance and productivity, visit ericapeintler.com to learn more. That's ericapeintler.com.
1: You touched on this a few minutes ago, but I think it bears repeating. I mean, the things we all we always talk about we want internally in our organizations is transparency and trust, and, and, a, and a safe space with which to do our creative work. It just can't happen when you're out of context, right?
0: No, it can't. And you know, and, and here's the thing, there's so much at risk here. We have to create the transparency and the trust because there's a lot going on inside and a lot going on outside. So let's just take this from two different sides. On the inside, we want to make the, we wanna make sure that we create the context because it allows us to have that transparency, the trust, and the safe space. Creating context on the outside, we need to do two things. We need to be able to read those environmental dynamics that are happening and make sense of them for our people. And we also need to understand the different life cycles that are at play. Everything has a life cycle, a marketplace, our organization, the talent within our organization. And we have to create that link and that alignment between The external environment and the internal environment. When we create that link and the context is well understood on both sides, because we have the trust and the transparency and the safe space, people are going to be embracing the environmental dynamics and the life cycle changes that we tell them, hey, these are the important plays that are happening. Here's why we need to do what we need to do now. Because oftentimes we're asking people to do uncomfortable things. We're asking them to move faster. We're asking them to change processes. We're asking them to adopt new behaviors because the context of the marketplace is changing. And what we were doing is no longer working. Here's why we need to make this change. So it really links together those two outside and inside dynamics.
1: Well, oftentimes when people within an organization res- resist change, it's because they don't understand the context, right? I mean, that's that's a big part of this. And all the books all say, you know, we have to empower our people. That's in essence what we're talking about here with context, right? Because if if people understand the context, then they understand their role and that they feel like they have, I guess, something else we're going to talk about is the freedom to do their job, right?
0: Absolutely. The freedom to do their job, the freedom to act, the energy and the inspiration when they understand what the playing field looks like both internally and externally, they're able to carry the ball with speed and agility because they understand what the playing field looks like and they understand why it is that we're doing what we're doing. Why are we calling this play? Because this is what the defense looks like. Why are we doing this behavioral change or this process change? Because the external environment is requiring us to make this type of an adjustment.
1: Well, I've heard you say freedom within structure, because I think there's there's structure there's processes there's oftentimes rules guidelines that most of the time people seem to feel are punitive right and maybe that's because it's they're not seeing understand the context right
0: it could be i mean you know it's it's interesting i think the freedom within structure gives us the boundaries to unleash our creativity right Let's use an example, and I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I think it's Southwest Airlines, right? That, you know, their values, and we'll talk about how values are actually, you know, some of the most critical elements of context. But at Southwest Airlines, they tell their folks that one of their values is do the right thing. Do the right thing for the client. Well, that's the structure. Okay, do the right thing. If that's the structure, I have the freedom to bend a rule, break a rule, do whatever it is I need to do in service of that. So that's an example of freedom within structure. Our values are freedom within structure. I work with a lot of companies who have entrepreneurialism as their value. And okay, so if I'm doing something that is entrepreneurial, I have the freedom to act within that structure. Now, Try not to break any laws, you know, don't do anything illegal, but you know, it's meant to be a guide of focusing you and unleashing your creativity in a certain direction.
1: And that's where the trust comes in. Absolutely. Erica, last week you talked about your personal leadership journey. Is it fair to ask that big part of your work is helping a leadership team in an organization find their context, understand their context.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a big part of the work. And in fact, you know, what's powerful about the customized leadership journeys that, that I create is they actually are all about context. The work that I do is all about why this team, why these people, why this time, I have to help them and work with them to understand what are the dynamics that are most important. And Everything is about at this time. So organizations change and evolve. Their challenges will change and evolve. But if you can take a team and get the learning to be relevant to them at this time, have the conversations that are meaningful to this people working in this competitive environment, it makes the learning actionable in real time, as opposed to going to a training class and learning some theoretical ideas that you kind of want to come back and force fit into your organization, When I do a customized leadership journey, it's all about their context. It's all about their real relationship challenges. And it's all about their real communication barriers and how do we collectively try to overcome them and how do they get their organizations to be inspired because they're inspired, because they've gotten their context right. And therefore, they can help get the context right in the
1: organization. And then- Next is maintaining that, right? Because it's one thing to come in and and help them get over that hump and figure some initial things out, but then encouraging them, teaching them how to continue this journey, right? Because as we said all along, this is an ongoing effort.
0: Yeah. And you know what? What I find is there are those dips, you know, people will learn something and then like an old behavior will come back or they'll lose their context, they'll lose their perspective, which is why the journey has a lot of time and effort over a period that they invest in it. But what you find is if you keep coming back to the same concepts and you keep making it relevant to where they are, they learn faster, they learn quicker, they recover faster, and they're able to find their emotional intelligence. You know, they have their self-awareness, they're able to have that self-management. They're able to read through social awareness, the signs in the environment, and then they rely on the tools that they've been exposed to, to bring them back into context.
1: Let's close uh, this episode with one final question. Is context personal? <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, how does it? how is it not personal, right? You were talking about the millennials and how do we create the meaning. Context, I would say, is pervasive. And we need to make sure that we drill down and make the meaning clear and personal to people. Because if context is not personal, then it's really not going to have the traction. And, you know, I, I laugh because, you know, what's in it for me? You know, how do I make this meaningful and, and how do I make this uh, important for me? We can do that as leaders by creating the trust and the transparency. But go back to Maslow, right? Hierarchy mm. of needs. You know, we have to create safety first. If we can create safety first and let people know that in this environment and in this organization, you're going to be okay. Not only okay, you're going to be great. And here's why. Here's the context of why. Here's why this is a great place to be. Here's why you can grow here. Here's why you can build a career here. Creating that level of personal context for people, why I want to be here at this time in this environment, that's the most important reason why context matters.
1: And then when that happens, that's when they no longer dread fight. Them. Monday morning.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They all love right. Monday. Woo, Monday.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. All the time we have for today. Next week, we're going to talk about the context mindset. Boy, it always comes down to mindset, doesn't it? All right, Erica, before we go, should anyone have any questions from today? Where do they go?
0: Okay, a couple of different places you can reach me. First of all, you can reach me at Twitter. I'm at, at Erica Peeler on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on the web. You can catch me at, at EricaPeeler.com. And if you want to email me, it's Erica at Erica Peeler.
1: All right, Todd and Erica signing off for today. We'll see you next week.